This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Bingeworthy, a podcast dedicated to telling you, the audience, which of these many hundreds of streaming shows that are being thrown at you each week and month are worth your time and attention. Hosted by myself, Mike D'Angelo, and editor-in-chief of the playlist, Rodrigo Perez. Rodrigo is yet again absent from this episode as he's very much playing catch-up in editor-in-chief land, so you get to hear me gush over one of my favorite streaming shows for the past few years, which is Prime Video's The Boys. Uh, that's based on the popular comic book of the same name and is an irreverent and supremely adult take on what would happen in our world if superheroes were actually thrown into the mix and were basically all vapid, corporate-sponsored, and self-centered celebrities that care more about their popularity ratings than actually saving anyone. And on the other side of things, you have the boys led by Carl Urban's Billy Butcher, who are on a mission to expose the truth about the Seven, which is basically their Justice League in this universe, uh, for the villains that they truly are. And after I talk about the show, Jack Quaid, who plays one of the leads, Huey Campbell, uh, he stops by the show to talk about all things the boys, and we even throw a tease for his upcoming uh, movie, with which is Christopher Nolan's Oppenheimer in there. Uh, I shout out his recent uh, role in Scream, which I loved. But let's talk about The Boys, which premieres its first three episodes of its third season on Prime Video on Friday, June 3rd. I'm going to try and keep things as succinct and as spoiler-free as possible. Basically, the first season really introduced the world and the characters as they exist in this gory, irreverent take on superheroes that we don't really see a ton of, uh, at least at the time when it premiered. And, you know, the, in my opinion, superior second season really focused in on the political and social divisions in modern America and made the characters and the story more powerful and scarily believable. And season three really leans into that even more so and gets super meta with its commentary. And, you know, it takes all the characters into a really new and dark and sometimes hilarious, sometimes heartbreaking waters. If you're a fan of the first two seasons, I really think I can safely say you'll enjoy season three, especially when it gets back, you know, into the back half of the season and all these characters and elements are coming together in really refreshing ways. And yes, there is the famous comic storyline, Herogasm, that is incorporated and is genuinely one of the wildest and best episodes of the show yet. Throughout the season, there are twists, surprise cameos, 
hilarious meta references, and so, so many bodily fluids going everywhere. So it's more of the boys, which is always welcome in my book. Uh, before we get to our chat with Jack, I've got to tell you that Bingeworthy is a part of the Playlist Podcast Network, which includes the Playlist Podcast and the Discourse, which I'm also a part of, and also Be Real, Deep Focus, The Fourth Wall, and more. It can be heard on iTunes, Anchor FM, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and now Spotify. You can follow us on any of those, and you'll get this podcast as well as our other shows regularly. Be sure to subscribe and drop us a comment or a rating as we very much appreciate it. All right, let's super speed on over to my conversation with the delightful and extremely talented Jack Quaid. How are you? Jack, uh, I'm doing very well. Big fan of both you and the boys. And oh, I thank you. The, yeah, no problem. Watched the entire third season in the past two days. And it's just an awesome show, man. I love being able to go through it with that. Oh, thank you, man. Yeah, no, we're really proud of this season. So thanks for saying that. It's really good. So if you'll indulge me and take me all the way back. (laughs) Of course. Let's go back to Huey Land when you first got this part. How (laughs) How did it come to you? Did you really pursue this hard? Or did you even have a sense of how big this might be? I didn't have a sense of how big it might be. I think I just... I got a script that was like, uh, you could, if you wanted, audition for this uh, uh, show and this role. And I got a script and I didn't realize that it was a show about, um, it was a show that was based off a comic book series. I thought it was a show about uh, America and I guess to a a greater extent, like the world as it exists today, uh, that they just threw superheroes into. like Because it was just so timely and made so much sense. But then I found out, obviously, it's based off this uh, incredible series of comic books um and as soon as i read the script i was like i need to be a part of this thing i i if not huey i want to be like a dude in the crowd screaming about how much i love a train or whatever um (laughs) i just needed to be a part of this universe um and then yeah i i i auditioned as many times as as they would have me um eric i think called me in for an initial meeting uh and then i i began the audition process and i i think what was so great about that about Eric in particular around that time was, you know, I think that I did like a chemistry test with Aaron and he pulled me aside and was like, Hey man, just want to let you know for whatever it's worth, this could go a million different ways, but I have a feeling about you, which as an actor, you never hear. Yeah. Um, you're like, I I'm rooting for you. And it was very much, it was nice that he w- took the time to do that. Cause that just never happens. So that was amazing. And then when I finally got the role, I was on cloud nine. I, I, I thought I really understood who Huey was uh, he reminded me a lot of myself and my friends in like middle school. Yes. <laughs> like that was kind of, that's kind of what I more or less based him off of. And I just, I was over the moon. And then then to get to join this incredible cast and meet all these amazing people who very much became my family and people who I've just gotten an opportunity to only get closer with season after season after season. And the fact that we keep getting renewed for more seasons, like <laughs> I, I, at that point I had never done anything uh, that went past season one. So I was just everything about this was just so lucky um, and incredible and uh, really a gift not to sound too uh, hokey, but it it was really, I don't know. I remain thankful to this day that I get to be with this, this group of people telling this story, playing this character. Yeah. It's a journey, man, especially for Huey, just in general. Yeah. Like the poor guy always seems to be on his back foot. He's just trying to survive in the first two seasons. Absolutely. Yeah. You look at this season and he's finally, you know, in the beginning, he's finally where he wants to be. He's got the job. He's got the life. He's got the relationship. Mm -hmm. What's it like to finally have Huey like in a place of contentment, at least at the beginning of the series? Weird. 
really <laughs> weird. I was doing interviews with um, uh, Karen Fukuhara earlier today, and she was saying, like, it's so strange to be happy on this show. Like, anytime you have a scene where you are smiling, it feels weird. And I completely agree. The challenge with that, the, the early part of the season is, you know, pretending like Huey has this life that he sees no uh, potential faults in you know he thinks everything's going great and but you as a audience member you know that victoria newman is the one popping people's heads and you just you just have to pretend like that's not there you're just like a guy with a great life which is so strange and i thought it was also very rewarding to be able to play those scenes with with aaron who plays starlight we've never seen them as a real couple before like we've seen them do the will they won't they thing but to see them in, as part of a real relationship uh, with its own struggles and its own like uh, heights, uh, highs and lows was was really rewarding. So yeah, that that was a strange, strange feeling. And then when things take a turn and Huey has to uh, more or less go back to the life that he doesn't want to be a part of, the life full of blood and guts, <laughs> that's really heartbreaking to him. And to make that sad transition was was really interesting. But I think from there, the show goes to so many cool different places that, yeah, especially for Huey, you've never really seen before. And I certainly enjoyed playing different aspects of him than I'm used to. Yeah, there's so much going on this season. I mean, I'm trying to avoid spoilers as much as possible, but it is kind of a, a running joke that you get covered in something disgusting every season. You said it Absolutely. yourself, blood and guts, whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. And I can confirm season three is no different. No different. Did, <laughs> did you expect it at this point where you're just like, okay, there's going to be days or weeks that you're just covered in something nasty and they're yeah. going to get worse and worse every year? I think the worst it got was season two um i think the worst the blood got was season two because i'm actually kind of fine with goo getting on me now <laughs> if, if if there's a time cut right afterwards if it's like splash i scream cut to another scene and then the next time we see huey he's cleaned off that's okay with me uh but it's when it's the stuff around the whale where <laughs> like for weeks i had to come in and get in the hair and makeup trailer and have blood meticulously applied on me to match the previous day's blood and just staying in that through lunch and hours and hours of sticking to your own clothes, sticking to everything that you touch, um, your hair almost becoming this like hard hat helmet because of just how much dried goo is in there. It's just that was that was probably the hardest. But this season, more time cuts after I get covered in goo, which was I was very thankful for. Yeah. And it's rare, you know, in a season that fans are clamoring so hard for a specific storyline or something from the comics, but even non-comic book fans knew to anticipate mm -hmm. Herogasm. Yes. And there's been so much buildup and fans, if you're listening, it lives up to the hype. And there <laughs> are so many people that have it much worse than Huey traditionally yes. does with the bodily fluids. Yeah. So, what was it like for you as an actor? Were you specifically anticipating or dreading shooting that episode? I know Jensen said he had to like stare at the ceiling more than he ever had. And I life. remember, I remember seeing him across the room, just staring at, at the <laughs> ceiling was, and I just started laughing at him so much. Uh, yeah, no, that was, um, that was a big thing because I remember I, I read a lot of the comics and the hero gasm issue was obviously a very memorable one. And the fact that we got to do that was awesome. And I knew it was going to be weird, but, you, you start shooting it and and it all kind of starts to feel normal. Um, <laughs> you know, you, you, you weirdly get used to it. But yeah, I'm just excited for audiences to see it because I think like, yes, it is very shocking. But I think the story that we built around all of that and the places that the characters all go 
it, it's some of our best. I think it's maybe one of our best episodes. Uh, it really is. Those last, those last few, they like go one after another. You're like, wow, yeah. these ones hit hard. Yeah. I'm, I'm, we're all really proud of that, but yeah, it's just, um, I just can't believe we did that. I, I feel like I say that every season, but I just can't believe we did that. <laughs> right. Awesome. And you mentioned this earlier. I assume at this point, you and the main cast are just kind of like a family unit. It's summer camp when you guys get together. Yeah. But you know, Jensen Ackles is coming in here. He's soldier boy. Mm-hmm. How does he fit into the group? Does he come in right away? Or are you guys hazing him as it were? I think he's said a few times like, Oh, there's a lot of hazing from the cast. <sighs> that dude fit in perfectly from, from the get go. Uh, he's such a consummate professional. He's hilarious. He, I, he was really able to craft an amazing character. Like there's so many right. superheroes on the show, but he was able to like come in and make it his own and uh, create a kind of superhero that we've never really seen before. So I, I, I like, it felt like he had been part of our cast from the beginning. Um, really, there was not a false note. There was never a day where things felt off. He was always on it. Uh, and just such a great guy that kind of brought such a new cool energy to every day on set. He was amazing. Yeah. Another great thing about playing Huey is you have this extensive t-shirt collection. Yeah. I'm always like entertained by his, his shirts. Yeah. Do you have any input in what he wears and have you oh, yeah. kept any of those shirts? I don't think I've kept any of them, but I do have, it's a conversation between costume department, Eric and me. And it's all about like, I don't know. It's so cool for me because ultimately, you know, he has a lot of band t-shirts mm-hmm. and or you know references to songs and stuff like that. And I, what I love about that is that's such a gift as a as an actor to know because they're on your shirt what kind of music your character listens to. Um, like early on, one of my big gifts that they that that was given to me was that Huey was a Billy Joel fan, mm-hmm. and I think that t- that tells you a lot about who he is. So this season, it was cool to. We wanted to play around a little bit with the exact bands, but I think we had a nice <laughs> little uh, playlist that's exclusively on Huey's t-shirts um, that I think fans are really, really going to like. But yeah, I'm a big fan of Huey's t-shirts as well. And I think I've actually started buying more band t-shirts as a result of wearing them all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have way too many band and movie shirts, as you can see, movie shirts yes. as well. Hell but, yeah. Um, yeah. And and one of the shirts I have like multiples of as a huge Scream fan, I have so many Scream oh, shirts. Oh, nice. I have to comment on the latest Scream movie because oh, sweet. you are in the rare echelon of actors who can say they've played a killer in a Scream movie. It's and crazy. I spoke, yeah, I spoke with the Radio Silence guys. They were basically saying that you, you didn't really believe that you were the killer for a long time. How was no. that experience on your end? I, well, first of all, it's it's just so insane that I actually get to talk about it and be like, yeah, I was the killer in screen because we were trying <laughs> to keep that, you know, genie in the bottle for so long. Um, no, I didn't believe them because uh, we all had different scripts um, uh, initially. We when we when we arrived in North Carolina, we were all given different drafts of the script with with different killers and different uh, victims. And it was kind of like this little meta game of trying to figure out who in the cast was the killer because we knew we all had different scripts. So we were like, huh? And I knew I was the killer the whole time, you know, like I knew that I had to keep the secret from the rest of the cast. Um, but also then I started thinking, okay, they've told me I'm the killer. What if they're lying to me? <laughs> and this is like an additional meta layer um, just because it was so you know, Scream's a very meta franchise anyway. And we were we were even playing like, you know, Mafia uh, yep. in our downtime, uh, which is very much a whodunit. So like we were playing whodunits while being in a whodunit and not all of us knew who was going to do it. So it, it was such a 
such a, uh, a, a, I don't know, it really messed with your brain and your head. But uh, yeah, for a while there, I thought they were lying to me and that I wasn't the killer or, or, or something like that. But then once you actually get on the set and it's your day to be the killer and it's your, it's your killer monologue day, you start thinking, okay, maybe I am. Um, <laughs> I don't think they're going to switch it on me just exactly. now. Exactly. I, I really wanted to know just because I'm like, do I seed in little things? And they were like, yes, seed in little things. And I, I, was, I was able to do that, but I'm, I was still like so suspicious of them for so long. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It's a very enjoyable movie. I'm sad we won't see more of you, but uh, uh, hey, no. if you're gonna hey. go, you, you went in a pretty interesting way. Again, lots of blood on me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> lots of blood. I think I was stabbed <laughs> 24 times, something like that. Yeah. Well, hopefully, it will be less in the the next one you're in. Obviously, I'm a big Chris Nolan fan with the Interstellar shirt. Yeah, you I go. have to. I have yeah. to ask. Uh, you know, Oppenheimer. How's that experience been? And and who do you play? I, I don't know if I can say that yet. I don't know if, how many details yes, I can, can give. No, I can't. <laughs> They'll find me. Um, no, but what I can say is uh, shooting that was such an incredible experience. Like, I, you know, I'm, I'm like a blip in that movie, but it, it was just so incredible to, to sit there and watch like true masters do what they do. Like watch Chris work, um, watch the cast work. Like it's just such a, murderer's row of incredible actors that I just got to like see do their thing um and feel so lucky that I got to just take that in and and hopefully learn from it um it was just I don't know I, I'm I still don't believe that I'm in that movie either uh so um yeah I'm just I'm really excited for for people to see that because I mean that was a just a blessing of an experience just a true master class and in, in technique of, of every possible job like the DP, the director, all of the actors, like the crew, the crew members, everyone is at the top of their game and you, you're just hoping that you can keep up. But yeah, what an incredible experience to have. It was amazing. Perfect. Well, I will circle back uh, to the boys one last time. Yes. Have you read the comics and is there a storyline where you're like, I, I really want us to get to that? Oh yeah, I read all the comics uh, because when I first got cast, I knew that in the comics, the character is like... <laughs> Five feet tall. I'm six foot three. <laughs> he's Scottish. I'm American. He's Simon Pegg. He's Simon. Yeah, Pegg. he's Simon Pegg. He's modeled after Simon Pegg, circa space. So I knew that I was going to look nor sound anything like the character people knew from the comics. So I devoured all the comics just so I could get like the spirit of the character down. And the one thing that I really enjoyed uh, was that there is a there's a part of the boys' universe called the G-Men, which is kind of their take on the X-Men. Yeah. And uh, in one issue, Huey goes undercover as a college age superhero and he wears this very ill-fitting costume. It, it's very like, how do you do fellow kids? Like it's very, it's very much like that. And I think it could be really fun to have Huey go undercover, <laughs> go undercover at like a soup college or something. So and they do have a spinoff coming. Yeah, I mean, I'm like, I'm like, I'm basically pitching for myself to be a part <laughs> of the spinoff. Like that's kind of, it'd be great if all of a sudden you just, you just, the camera pans over and it's clearly me. The audience knows it, but I'm just wearing this like costume. Like, yeah, I'm in college. Like I would just, in order to get intel on the such and such, I think that could be such a fun little offshoot. And I, I, I would love to do it. I keep basically pitching for it in the media. Um, nice. So I would, I would love to do that. Yeah. And then you're instantly covered in fluids and yeah. Bam. Of That's course. Your cameo. <laughs> of course. Yeah. There's gotta be fluids. You're not Huey without goo. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time. Uh, Thank you, Mike. Yeah, no problem. The first three episodes of the third season for the boys debuts on Prime Video on Friday, June 3rd, and then roll out weekly for the finale on July 8th. And it is awesome. Jack, again, huge fan. Thanks so Thank much. Thank you for your so time. much, man. This was awesome. awesome.